Reports from the Ukraine claim Russia has used drones to release chemical weapons on the people of Mariupol. President Biden has said in the past if Russia uses chemical or biological weapons, America will respond. An investigation is now underway to determine if there's truth behind these accusations. Did Russia use chemical weapons or is this more disinformation? Could this lead to World War III? We will investigate this story and seek the scripture for truth on today's edition of End of the Age. Hello and welcome to End of the Age. I'm Doug Norvell. I'm going to be here with you today. We're going to uh, look more at some politics than maybe religion today than more than you're used to. But I'm also going to be taking your calls. So if you'd like to uh, give us a call later on in the show, we will be taking your calls. That's one 363 8463 to join us on the phone. So before we get started, in the Bible, God gave us a timeline of events from the beginning to eternity as the end approaches, we will witness these, uh, witness the establishment of the kingdom of the Antichrist, the false prophet, and the unprecedented revival and more. You have the ability to pinpoint where we are on this timeline. Understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan for the future. Get assurance by watching our brand new video the future, according, the future According to Bible Prophecy. This is Dave Robbins' second uh, video that he's released. And this has actually got the new timeline on it. It's got some great graphics to go with it. And for this month only, you can pre-order your free copy of The Future According to Bible Prophecy DVD. When you give a gift of any amount, it ships in May. So uh, this will last until the end of this month. And you can go to endtime.com slash future or you can call 1-800-END-TIME to be one of the first to receive this brand new DVD. Also, I'd like to remind you that right now Israel uh, has opened up its borders again and allowed um, the tours to start back up. And so if you're interested in going to the Israel Prophecy Tour with Dave and Jana Robbins, that will be September 17th through the 28th. You can join Dave and Jana for this trip of a lifetime. And believe me, it is a trip of a lifetime. It's a 12-day trip uh, from September 17th to September 28th. You're going to love it. Uh, If you've never been to Israel before, just to be there and be able to walk in the streets where Jesus walked, see all the places that's talked about in the Word of God. It's amazing. You'll love it. Uh, and I can't wait to get to go back there one day. So uh, if you're interested in that, you can just contact uh, Jana Robbins or call our 1-800 number and speak with one of our operators and they'll give you more details. I know Dave said yesterday on the program that that tour is really starting to um, get booked up. So you might want to call about that as soon as you can. All right, well, moving on today, we're going to look at uh, the situation with... Uh, these reports that 
there have been chemical weapons released on the people in Maripol. So this comes from Reuters. Uh, it's today. It says, did Russia use chemical weapons in Maripol? Ukraine say, says that they are checking. So in Kiev, the Ukraine is checking unverified information that Russia may have used chemical weapons while besieging the southern Ukrainian port city of Maripol. Ukraine's Deputy Defense Minister, Hannah Maliar, said on Tuesday, there is a theory that these could be uh, phosphorus munitions, Maliar said in the televised comments, adding official information will come later. Russia's defense minister did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Ukraine President Zelensky warned on Monday that Russia could use chemical weapons in the Ukraine. Britain and the United States have said they're aware of the reports that Russia may have already used these chemical agents in Mariupol. Britain said it was working with partners to verify these reports. Russia has previously accused the Ukraine of preparing to use chemical weapons without proving evidence. Last month, the Kremlin said U.S. talk of Russia using such weapons was a tactic to divert attention away from the awkward questions for Washington. Russia's invasion of the Ukraine has killed thousands and displaced millions. Moscow calls its actions in the Ukraine a special operation to destroy Ukraine's military capabilities and capture what it views as dangerous nationalists. But the Ukraine and the West say Russia has launched an unprovoked war of aggression. Okay, so looking at this from the outside looking in, we know right now, I just want to say this so that you understand where I'm coming at from this. We're hearing reports nowadays, and it's we hear a lot of things. I get a lot of emails from folks that are uh, sending me reports from different places, videos from different places. You have to understand that right now is a time where we really need to research the things that we're hearing, the things that we're seeing on different reports, and especially in our news media, because the things that we hear about may not always be true. So right now what we're doing is we're looking at this from the investigation side of it. They are looking into it. One of the things that I read today earlier in a report was that some of the people that were affected uh, were saying that they just had shortness of breath, that they smelt a foul odor in the air, that they saw smoke, gray smoke, or like a fog rise up. So at this point right now, there's not a lot of evidence pointing to the fact that there were actually uh, chemical weapons, but they are still looking into it. So looking at this from the approach that I'm going today, I'm going to report on what we can report on. I'm going to give you facts on what we know are facts. And then I'm going to ask you to make your own conclusion for you to search and for you to look into things and see what you think. Because you may be able to uncover some things that even I haven't seen yet. Maybe Dave hasn't seen yet. But what we do every day is we get into um, the stories and go through the news and try to figure these things out. And so there's been a lot of things that have come out of this situation. We're going to get more into it in depth today. We're also going to look at the Bible a little bit about how we should approach the end times and where we are because we know that we're at a time when a war is coming. We know that Russia is going to be a big part in the end time as well. And so when we see these things, when we hear people, um, 
you know, they, they send us phone calls, they send us emails, and they're concerned. They're upset about what's going on in the world right now, and they want to have answers. So we're going to look at it from the biblical perspective as we go down through uh, these news articles as well. So we're getting ready, coming up on a break here. When I come back, we'll get into more of the articles I've got for you, and then we will be taking your calls later on in the program. So stick with me. Come right back after the break. Right now, there are tens of thousands of Jewish immigrants stranded in Ukraine as Russia invades city after city with no regard for human life. 3,000 Jews are ready to return to Israel today. The need for evacuation, shelter, flights, and emergency housing, nearly $10 million. The Jews in Ukraine need your help. If half of you gave just $250 toward this need, it would be met in full today. Please consider giving to help Jews safely escape Ukraine. To give or learn more, go to endtime.com slash Ukraine or call 800-END-TIME. That's endtime.com slash Ukraine or 800-363-8463. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. Welcome back to End of the Age. I'm Doug Norvell. Today's topic, we're talking about the possibility that Russia has um, unleashed some chemical weapons on some of the civilians in the Ukraine. And so we went over the first story that we had uh, at the beginning of the show here. But I want to talk now about what Joe Biden said if Russia was ever launching a nuclear or a chemical attack on uh, the Ukraine. So CNN reported back in March of uh, 2022, Biden warns that Russia will pay a severe price if it uses chemical weapons in the Ukraine. I'm not going to speak about the intelligence, but Russia will pay a severe price if they use chemicals, Biden told CNN uh, Arlette Ziens. Following remarks announcing further economic moves against Russia, while the U.S. has so far not presented any evidence that Russia plans to use the chemical weapons in Ukraine, 
The White House, most notably Press Secretary Jen Psaki, has warned that the weapons could be used in the conflict. Russia could use chemical weapons in Ukraine or manufacture a false flag operation to use them, Psaki said. Wednesday, the press secretary slamming what she called false claims from Russia that the U.S. is developing chemical weapons in Ukraine tweeted, Now that Russia has made these false claims and China has seemingly endorsed this propaganda, we should all be on the lookout for Russia to possibly use chemical or biological weapons in the Ukraine or to create a false flag operation using them. It's a clear pattern. She also noted Russia's long and well-documented track record of using chemical weapons as well as a pattern of accusing the West for the very violation that Russia itself is perpetrating. All right, so let's look for a second at what Russia claims about these chemical labs in the Ukraine. The ABC News on March 10th, 2022, uh, they took this information to the UN Council to meet on the claims that the U.S. had these labs in Ukraine. If you remember when uh, Russia first went into the Ukraine, there were reports that there were biochemical labs and that they were blowing up these biochemical labs or trying to take these labs over. So Russia took the evidence saying that the U.S. was actually the ones that were in control of these labs working with the Ukraine to develop these biochemical weapons. So this is what the article says. The United Nations, the U.N. Security Council, scheduled a meeting Friday at Russia's request to discuss what Moscow claims are the military biological activities of the U.S. on the territory of the Ukraine. Allegations denied by Biden administration that this is exactly the kind of false flag effort we have warned Russia might initiate to justify a biological or chemical weapon attack. Olivia Dalton, spokesperson for the U.S. mission to the United Nations, said late Thursday, we're not going to let Russia gaslight the world or use the U.N. Security Council as a venue for promoting their disinformation. So there's that word again, disinformation. It's used a lot nowadays. The Russian request announced in a tweet Thursday afternoon from its first deputy, U.N. Ambassador Dmitry Polanski, follows the U.S. rejection of Russian accusations that the Ukraine is running chemical or biological labs with U.S. support. In response to this week's accusations by the Russian Foreign Ministry spokeswoman, Maria Zakharov made without evidence White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki issued a public warning Wednesday that Russia might use chemical or biological weapons against the Ukraine. The neighbor it has invaded, Saki called Russia's claims preposterous and tweeted, this is all an obvious ploy by Russia to try to justify further premeditated, unprovoked, and unjustified attack on the Ukraine. Now, we, we have the U.S. government at this point saying that these are false accusations. They were saying that there's no proof, no evidence that this was going on. Al Jazeera reported on uh, 3-10-2022 that the U.S. denies these Russian claims of biowarfare labs in the Ukraine. It says the U.S. denial on Wednesday came hours after Russia renewed its accusations that Washington was working with Kiev to develop biological weapons 
in the vicinity of the Ukraine-Russia border. Ukraine has also rejected the Russian claims with spokesperson for President Zelensky saying Kiev strictly denies any such allegations. Earlier on Wednesday, a spokesperson for the Russian foreign ministry had called on Washington to reveal information about what she called its illegal activities in Ukraine. Maria Zakharov said Russia had documents showing that the Ukrainian health ministry had ordered the destruction of samples of plague, cholera, anthrax, and other pathogens before February 24th when Russian forces moved into Ukraine. Zakharov said the documents unearthed by Russian forces in the Ukraine showed an emergency attempt to erase evidence of military biological programs financed by the Pentagon. It can be concluded that the components of the biological weapons are being developed in the Ukraine biolabs located in close vicinity of our borders. She said the emergency destruction of dangerous pathogens on February 24th was a necessary step aimed at concealing the fact that the Ukraine and the U.S. have violated Article 1 of the Biological and Toxin Weapons Convention. She provided no further details on the documents. All right, so keep this in mind. The U.S. rejects Russian accusations that the Ukraine is running biological and chemical labs with U.S. support. That's what this article said. It said that they're not doing this. So I've got a video of Jen Psaki uh, where she was talking with our press, and I just want you to hear what she says in this press um, event that she had. Russia has a history also of inventing outright lies like this, which is the suggestion that the United States has a chemical and biological weapons program, or Ukraine does, that they're operating. Russia is the one, is the country that has a chemical and biological weapons program. So uh, the objective uh, was to uh, make clear uh, the inaccuracy of the information, the misinformation they're trying to put out, uh, and make clear to the world that they not only have the capacity, they have a history of using chemical and biological weapons, and that uh, in this moment we should have our eyes open for that possibility. Of chemical or biological weapons be a red line for the president in terms of direct U.S. involvement in the war over there? We are directly involved. We are providing a billion dollars in security assistance. We are the largest provider of that. We are providing humanity. With the U.S. military going and engaging in Ukraine and fighting a war against Russia, we don't have an in, any intention uh, to, uh, to do that. So there you got it. You have Jen Psaki. Uh, she's a press secretary. They're talking about our involvement is already in this war and that we're already involved in this. But the article I read earlier where the president said that if there were evidence that chemical weapons were involved, that the U.S. would definitely um, become part of this war. And he also made a claim that they would be met with the severity of whatever weapon they used. So it begs you to start asking those questions, okay, is this something that can pull the U.S. and NATO into this war? So just kind of wanting you to see, I know that these are older articles that I'm going over today. These are older videos. But what I want you to understand is that we've gotten to a point where now they're saying that Russia has um, used these chemical weapons on the Ukrainian civilians 
And they've been setting this up for a while now, ever since Russia went in and claimed that the U.S. had biochemical weapons labs located in the Ukraine and they were working with the Ukraine in these labs. Ever since that, there's been this setup of, hey, this is what Russia does. This is misinformation. This is what they're doing. So I just want you to understand that as we move forward. Jen Psaki also tweeted on March 9th that we took note of Russia's false claims about alleged U.S. biological weapons, alleged, okay, U.S. biological weapons labs and chemical weapons development in the Ukraine. We've also seen Chinese officials echo these conspiracy theories. Okay, so what did China say about it? Continuing in this Al Jazeera uh, article, it says, Chinese foreign minister, meanwhile, on Tuesday said the U.S. has 360, uh, 336 I'm sorry, labs in 30 countries under its control, including 26 in the Ukraine alone. It also called on the U.S. to give a full account of its biological military activities at home and abroad and subject itself to multilateral verifications. So just think about this for just one second. I know that we've got Russia saying this and then China. Who are our two biggest enemies right now? Russia and China. Who are allies with each other? Russia and China. So it only makes sense that China would back up a Russian theory about what the U.S. is doing. But I just want to keep showing you what's been said as we move on. I understand that there's a lot of people that are probably saying, but wait, isn't Russia our enemy? Isn't China our enemy? Yes, and we're just going to move on and and look at more information. So this uh, also continues to come out. It says the U.S. uh, Undersecretary of State acknowledges that there are biological warfare labs in the Ukraine. The Undersecretary of State, Victoria Nuland, stated before a Senate hearing that biological research facilities have been operating in the Ukraine in response to a question from Senator uh, Marco Rubio, Republican of Florida, about the presence of chemical or biological weapons in the country. While she said nothing about U.S. involvement in these labs, Newland rapidly shifted her testimony during the Senate Foreign Relations Committee hearing to efforts by the State Department to prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of Russian forces. She went on in a carefully orchestrated exchange with Rubio to say that if there were biological or chemical weapon attacks inside the Ukraine, it would no doubt be carried out by Russia. So we also have a video of this um, where they had this exchange back and forth before the Senate. So if we can take a look at that video right now. Does Ukraine have chemical or biological weapons? Uh, Ukraine has uh, biological research facilities, which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces may be seeking to uh, gain control of. So we are working with the Ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of uh, Russian forces should they approach. I'm sure you're aware that the Russian propaganda 
groups are already putting out there all kinds of information about how they've uncovered a plot by the Ukrainians to release biological weapons in the country and with NATO's coordination. If there's a biological or chemical weapon incident or, uh, or attack inside of Ukraine, is there any doubt in your mind that 100 percent it would be the Russians that would be behind it? There is no doubt in my mind, Senator, and it is classic Russian uh, technique to blame on the other guy what they're planning to do themselves. Okay, did anyone notice how Senator Rubio redirected the truth about the labs? Once he heard her say, yes, there are labs there, he redirected the question to, is Russia going to use these weapons? By stating their concern that Russia would be using these for biological or chemical weapon attacks, doesn't that kind of prove what Russia's been saying all along? That U.S.-funded biolabs are working on developing bioweapons in the Ukraine soil? Kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it? I mean, if they are there and they're biochemical weapons labs and they're afraid Russia may get a hold of them and then use them as weapons against the Ukrainian people, seems like what Russia was saying about these labs are, are true. I'm just saying. It wouldn't be the first time that something like this has happened. So we just need to, to understand that they like to um, use this kind of information and, and turn it around and say, okay, well, this is exactly what Russia is going to do. They're, they're saying that Russia is going to make these accusations at America and then turn around and do the very thing that they were claiming America was doing. It's, it's the blame game, folks, and it happens a lot in politics. Uh, before we move on, I've got some other information I want to show you today and just have you think about it. But before we move on, I just want you uh, to remember that um, you know, in time here, we we aren't about conspiracy theory. So this is not what I'm trying to do today. This is not a conspiracy theory. I'm just showing you what's been said since the information's come out. But we always need to remember that we need to go back to Scripture and follow the Scripture. And that's what we try to do here at In Time. And so even though we're going to move through some, some more things that kind of make you question what's going on there, the, the thing that uh, we know for sure is that there is a war coming. And so just remember that and keep that in mind as we move throughout this. And I'm just asking you today to look at the facts and then gather facts on your own. It's kind of like other topics that we've discussed where we've told you, do your research. I'm just asking you to do your research today. Now, we're getting ready to go to a break, but when we come back, we're going to go through a little bit more of these articles, and then I'm going to um, start answering your phone calls. So if you have a question about today's program or if you have a comment or any information you'd like to share, call us at one 363 I'll see you after the break. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. 
When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. I'm Doug Norvell, and it's good to see you again. I just wanted to remind everybody what we're talking about today. We're talking about the um, chemical attack, supposedly, that Russia has launched against the Ukraine. It is under investigation. Uh, Remembering that we've gone through the first half hour, we talked about uh, our government has said that there are no Uh, bioweapons labs in the Ukraine. When the news first came out, Russia went before the UN and presented uh, what they called their evidence. The UN said there was no evidence to back up what they were saying. But then uh, Senator Rubio uh, was asking questions in a Senate hearing. And um, the lady there with the State Department told us that there were actually chemical labs there in the Ukraine. So they went from there are no chemical labs, biochemical labs in the Ukraine, and now we hear that there are biochemical labs. So it was touted as Russian misinformation when the news first broke out. And it, it, this isn't the first time this has happened. Does anybody remember Hunter Biden's laptop? It was deemed immediately as a conspiracy theory and Russian collusion. Well, Fox News put this out on April 6th. It says CNN and MSNBC dismissed Hunter Biden's laptop as Russian disinformation until liberal narrative was deflated. CNN and MSNBC each spent months downplaying the relevancy of the Hunter Biden scandalous laptop, often chalking it up as Russian disinformation. But the liberal networks haven't spent much time on the infamous computer since its authenticity was confirmed. And last week, the Washington Post published a bombshell report about Hunter Biden's multi-million dollar deal with a Chinese energy company, which has been swept up in the DOJ's investigation of his tax affairs and overseas business dealings. As part of its reporting, the Post was able to authenticate the contents of the Hunter Biden's infamous laptop. Now, remember this was also, it was talked about right before the elections, and uh, President Biden dismissed it as well. The media dismissed it. They were saying it was uh, Russian disinformation, uh, that there was no truth to it. Kind of like what we're seeing with these biochemical labs. So I just want to show you some of the things that were said in a video that we have 
discussing Hunter's laptop. Start this hour with a tale of international espionage. Serious questions tonight about whether the Russians are using Rudy Giuliani to interfere in the U.S. presidential election. This looks like your classic disinformation campaign. Giuliani has admitted before to working with a known Russian agent to dig up dirt on the Bidens. There are fears that what Giuliani is now pushing here in the United States could actually be part of Russia's latest and very massive disinformation campaign in the U.S. presidential election. It may very well be a Russian hack and dump operation. It is so obviously a Russian operation. That is Russian misinformation. This is a, quote, Russian disinformation operation. Appears to be and has all the hallmarks of a Russian disinformation campaign. Who do you think is behind this? Well, the Russians would be my number one guess. U.S. authorities are seeing if those emails we just talked about are connected to an ongoing Russian disinformation effort. Allegations of disinformation, dirty tricks, and a federal probe over Russian efforts to disparage Joe Biden. Experts say it has all the hallmarks of information laundering and all the headaches of 2016. If this is a Russian misinformation campaign, did Giuliani participate knowingly? Intelligence officials believe Giuliani may have been used as a tool to feed Russian misinformation to the president. The right wing is going crazy with uh, all sorts of allegations uh, about Biden and his family. Too disgusting to even repeat here. I mean, for all we know, these emails are made up or maybe some are real and others are fakes. We don't know. But we do know that this is a classic example of the right-wing media machine. There's overwhelming evidence that, from the intelligence community, that the Russians are engaged. Of course it can be verified. Excuse me, they found the laptop. Leslie, listen. What can't be verified? The laptop. Why do you say that? So there you have it. We've got, this has happened in the past with Russian disinformation. So the question I ask today is, did Russia use chemical weapons on an attack on Ukrainian civilians. I'm sure in the coming days we're going to learn more about the situation. They're investigating it now. There's members of NATO. There's members of the EU. There's members of the United States that are checking into it. They're going to try to figure it out. Don't get me wrong. I'm not implying that Russia is a victim here. They are at war with the Ukraine, and war is never a good thing. It's horrible. Innocent people die, and they're injured. They're driven out of their homes. I mean, we, we have seen the influx of the Ukrainian Jewish folks that are fleeing and going back home. We've, we've had the campaign going to help those Ukrainians get home from some of the things that are going on there. I have friends myself that live uh, just a few miles away from Kiev that I have spoken to through social media uh, and, and found out that things are bad there. They've been without electricity. They've been without water. Uh, they don't have a lot of food. And it's been days and weeks even since I've been able to talk to them. So I don't even know how they're doing right now. So war is a very serious thing. And there's a lot of innocent people that are being um, you know, hurt and, and killed and displaced right now. And Russia is the aggressor. They're the ones that went into the Ukraine and started this invasion. Uh, I just simply wanted you to see a narrative that's been pushed since the discovery of these biological labs in the Ukraine. U.S. officials deny, and then they got to circle back and tell partial truths. And then they turn around and they say Russia's going to use these chemical weapons. 
So who do we believe here? Um, I'm asking you again, in these days that we're living in, just don't blindly believe the media anymore, not without checking resources and, and seeing what you can find out. Okay. Now, back to the question I asked at the beginning of this program. If America and NATO get more involved in this conflict, could it be World War III? So the Bible tells us, we talk about it all the time, Revelation 9, 13 through 21 tells us this war is coming. It lets us know this in that scripture. It says that there's going to be four angels that are loose from the great river Euphrates area to kill one third of mankind. An army of 200 million men will start this war. So we have to look at scripture when we look at these situations. So is this current conflict going to turn into that war? That's the question we have to ask ourselves. And knowing what we know from that war, it looks like that war will be nuclear because it says that one third are killed by the fire, the smoke and the brimstone. We know that that is uh, weapons of war and it sounds like it could be weapons of mass destruction like nuclear to kill that many people. So at this point, it's difficult to say for sure that this conflict between the Ukraine and Russia could turn into that. Now, it would have to involve a whole lot more people than are currently involved in it. Other nations would have to begin to fight in this conflict, but it could turn into that war if that were to happen. Remember, Russia's biggest ally is China. You're talking about two of the major world military forces that are allies together. Now, not saying that the U.S. and, and the in uh, Europe are not a force to be reckoned with. We, we are. We, to me, in this day, and I kind of consider myself you know, a patriot and love this country, I believe that the United States has the best of everything and the best military on the earth, I believe. And so, uh, you know, if we were to get in a conflict like this, you're talking about three major countries with the capacity to be able to launch nuclear wars. And all it would take is for somebody to put their finger on the trigger of one of those nuclear warheads and fire that thing, and then we would be in the middle of a conflict that uh, could probably result in that war. But right now, as it is, we still believe that this war will emanate from the Middle East and from that region of the Euphrates River. So at this point, I don't believe this conflict is that. But I do believe that we, we have seen the um, one world order trying to force a situation to happen here. I, I believe that as I watch things and hear things and see what's happening within the Ukraine and Russia, it appears like they are pushing for a war at least to remove Putin from power. We've heard it said over and over. Lindsey Graham said that the people of Russia needed to rise up and assassinate him. Uh, Our president said the other day he needed to be removed. And so those are things that when when he said that, they tried to cover that up and and clean that away and get it uh, (laughs) to where he didn't say that, but he said that. And so that's that's what we're seeing right now. We're going to have to wait and see. We're going to have to see where this goes. But remember, We've heard through this whole situation that there were going to be food shortages, that we could have cyber attacks, that a complete shutdown of the Internet is coming, that the economies are going to crash. Heard yesterday that COVID is never going away. 
Are these agendas that are being pushed? Are they telling us these things as a foreshadowing to what their plans are? Or is it conspiracy theory? We don't know. But we do know that wars are coming. And we do know that this could turn into something bigger. We'll just have to wait and see. Maybe it's part of the Great Reset. We don't know yet. We can't be sure. But here's what we can be sure about. We can be sure about our salvation. And none of us uh, need to be afraid of what's happening right now if we're born again. This doesn't need to scare us. It doesn't need to throw us into a panic. We just need to make sure that our names are found written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Because in Revelation 13, it tells us about that one world government. It tells us about the Antichrist. It tells us how he's going to wage war against the saints. It tells us about how he's going to cause all of them to worship uh, the, the one world government and the Antichrist. But those who will not worship him, their names are found written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So how do you get your name in the Book of Life? We have a free brochure. You hear us talk about it all the time. What do you mean born again? And you can get a copy of this by calling 1-800-363-8463 or log into endtime.com slash reborn. That'll take you straight to the brochure that I'm talking about. You can read it electronically there on your uh, computer. And remember that there is a great reset coming, but the real great reset will be when Jesus comes back and he establishes his kingdom. We don't need to be afraid about these things. Revelation eleven fifteen says this, And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Verse 18 says, And the nations were angry, thy wrath is come, and the time of the dead that they should be judged, and that thou should give reward unto thy servants and the prophets and to the saints, and them that fear thy name, small and great, and should destroy them which destroy the earth. So what's our reward? Revelation chapter 1 verse 5 says, and this is from Jesus, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and has washed us from our sins in his own blood and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father and to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. So this scripture tells us that we're going to be priests and kings And Revelation 20 tells us that we're going to rule and reign with Jesus for a thousand years. When we come back from the break, I'll be taking your calls and we can talk about uh, these stories and more today. Come back and join me after the break. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. 
If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to End of the Age. I'm Doug Norvell. Again, here with you, we're talking about uh, today's topic, Did Russia Fire um, Chemical Weapons on Ukrainian Civilians? Um, like I said at the beginning of the hour, this is a investigation that's been going on. They're checking into it to find out if it's true or not. We went through some uh, news stories that uh, were back in March where they talked about the biochemical labs. They talked about the possibility of Russia doing a strike like this and causing a chemical attack on civilians. And so um, we're we're here now where we've talked about what to expect as a Christian. We know uh, from the scripture I read right before the break that we have a promise that because we're washed in the blood of the Lamb and we're born again and our names are in that book of life that Jesus will come back and he'll reign and rule here and we'll be priests and kings with Jesus for the thousand year millennial reign. That's a promise to all that um, have the gift of salvation from Jesus Christ. So uh, there's some hope there. We know who wins this. We know uh, that in the end, even though the devil is behind all the things that's going on in the world right now, uh, war and famines and pestilence and everything else are, are his plans, that God has a plan and he's going to be the victor and so are we. Dave did a great uh, show yesterday talking about how the bride of Christ will actually be uh, victorious at the end of everything. So great hope to remember and we celebrate this week. Um, the time of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the death, the burial, and the resurrection. So it's it's good just to remember the promises that we have in the Lord Jesus. So now I'm going to be taking your calls. I'm going to go to Barry in Ohio. Hello, Barry. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you, Doug? Doing good. How about yourself? Uh, great. Hey, I just uh, listened to the program now. Uh, about uh, what's the 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 war in uh, Russia and Ukraine right now? So how about uh, since the you know they might find the chemical weapons? So you saying so maybe uh, proposing like maybe NATO might jump in against Russia? So Russia may actually you know call for reinforcements, which would probably be the angels in River Euphrates. So that'd probably be my question or a theory there. So I guess we're all at to wait and see what happens, but so that's that's will be my playbook and see what happens. You know. Yeah, Barry. I I mean I can agree with that because I mean that could be a scenario that could happen. Like I said, we don't know how this is going to play out, but that is something that our president said that America would get involved if it was found that Russia did this. This was way before this report that there had been chemical weapons fired. And so with a promise like that, it does make you wonder, okay, what's going to happen with this? If, you know, when this war first started, Russia wasn't calling it a war. You remember, Barry, they were calling it a military operation. They were saying they were going to go in and they were going to purge these embedded Nazi uh, regime that was behind the government of the Ukraine. They were going to get those people out and they were going to go in there and... uh, 
you know, demilitarize the Ukraine, basically, is what they were saying. But as this has gone on, it appears like it's lasted longer than a lot of people thought it was going to last. Now, the United States has been giving aid to the Ukraine without being directly involved in this war. But if we became directly involved in this war, we have to ask our, our, that question, what would happen? It, would that mean that the rest of NATO would be brought in, uh, that they would fight against Russia, that this could then again make Russia, like you said, call in their allies? Uh, we know that one of their biggest allies is China and then Iran. And so we, we have that area could be involved in that if that were to happen. It's the only way that I yeah. see the scenario happening. Go ahead. Now, I got one more question. I just thought about that. Um, now, what's the cause, like, historically in the Bible, uh, <laughs> in the Bible historically for reasons that the Lord, you know, allowed a nation to get destroyed or, you know, for wickedness or whatever reason? I'm trying to think of a scripture that we think, you know, usually going to come from the Old Testament. You look like, man, why did this nation get destroyed here or why did this one get pummeled here? Mm-hmm. Um, a you lot think of- any... A lot of times in Scripture, the reason why nations were destroyed was because of what they did to Israel. Of course, you know, Israel is, is God's chosen people. And throughout the Old Testament, people would come against Israel. And when that would happen, God would destroy a place. Like, you know, for instance, uh, the Assyrians, they were enemies of Israel for a long time. And right. uh, the Assyrians no longer are a nation. Now, there are Assyrians, a lot of people... Uh, see that the Antichrist could come from an Assyrian lineage, and we know that from Scripture, but Assyria doesn't exist anymore. A lot of people say that Assyria is Turkey. Some people say that it's actual Syrian or Syria now, but the fact is is that the Syrians were completely wiped out and they scattered into other nations. A lot of them went into Germany, and so um, God just kind of got rid of them like that. There's also Scripture where it talks about uh, Damascus is going to be destroyed. Uh, we've often wondered if Damascus was going to be destroyed during the Sixth Trumpet War, if, if they would be involved in that, because that's in Syria right there along that same region in the Middle East. But, uh, you know, Damascus is guilty of things against Israel as well, and that's why God says Damascus will be a heap of ruin. And so those that's generally why these things happen in the Bible is because they came against God or they came against God's people in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Okay, but nothing really for like the Gentile nation. Like, hey, the Gentile nation is misbehaving or doing things, you know, not right. We can't really. Well, you know, Barry, that's there's going to be judgment on unrighteousness. And, and so there's a lot of things that this nation is guilty of. You know, we, we have millions of abortions. Uh, we're allowing homosexual marriage in this country. Uh, you know, we're pushing the uh, transsexual agenda right now in this country. And Jesus told us that in the end times that the days would be like the days of Noah or they would be like the days of Lot. Well, we're beginning to see that here in this nation, which is, you know, something that every Christian, uh, we, we need to be praying about. We need to be asking God to move in this nation. You know, the Bible tells us we need to seek God while he be found. And at the rate we're going, if we don't begin to seek God in this nation and really call upon the name of Jesus, 
we may not be able to find him if we don't keep moving in the right direction here. And we, we know in Scripture that it appears we're going to be helping Israel all the way up until uh, the time of the Great Tribulation, through the Tribulation, and that America will not be part of the one world government. So we don't see America being destroyed, but there's going to have to yeah. be a revival here. There's going to have to be repentance here. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I appreciate that information. I was just curious and had some questions. And, uh, yeah. But, yeah, I follow y'all guys all the time and uh, appreciate the word and I kind of, you know, agree with the, you know, what's going on. So, all right. Yeah. Well, Barry, thank you for right. calling today. We appreciate you and uh, thank you for following us. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again. All right, Doug. Keep holding it down now. All right. God bless you. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Okay, so one of the things that the Lord tells us in Matthew 24, I just want to go through this again because I I think it's important that we understand kind of where we are. You know, we talked about at the beginning of the hour the new uh, DVD that Dave has out. That's the future Uh, according to Bible prophecy and how he lays that out. He's got a brand new DVD that you can order uh, right now for any amount through this month and it'll be shipped out in May. And it's, uh, you know, it gives you an example of where we are. He does a beautiful timeline in there. But I want to talk a little bit about the timeline Jesus gave us too because when we look at the um, Matthew 24 and what Jesus told the apostles when they asked him, uh, what would be the sign of his coming in the end of the age? And Jesus told them this, that ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not troubled. All these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Well, folks, we're living in this time. We've been living in this time, though, for a very long time. But it seems like as uh, things begin to happen more and more, and we're seeing an increase of technology for uh, like transhumanism, Uh, technology for digital currency, uh, all the things that can can show us that the end time is now. We've never been at a point in time where we could have a digital currency, not until computers and the Internet was any of that set up to where we could do that. But the Lord tells us that these things are coming. He says, For a nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. Folks, we're there. We're seeing all these things. Like I said, I just heard yesterday that Dr. Fauci said that COVID is here to stay, that this is something we're going to have to deal with from now on. I would imagine that they're expecting it to be like the flu, where it's going to come back year after year. It's very odd to me that they're talking about it right now, and some states are even uh, replacing their mask mandates again right now at, at the peak of when summer is about to start. So we're, we're seeing these things happen, the things that Jesus told us about, but he said, don't be troubled for these are uh, the beginning of sorrows. And so that's where we are right now. Uh, and he tells us that we have to uh, watch ourselves, that we uh, are not um, following false prophets, that we're not listening to things that are not true. He tells us that, Uh, There's going to be times when people are going to betray one another, that their hearts are going to grow cold, that they're going to hate one another. I believe that we're getting there. Uh, That's what we see so much of. It's almost like that's what they want to show us in the media all the time. And it it says that not to allow your heart to uh, grow cold. It says because of iniquity, meaning sin, that it shall abound 
that the love of many shall wax cold. But the Lord tells us that we need to endure until the end and then we're going to be saved. And so there's coming a time where it's going to call for patience and it's going to call for faith. And we tell folks all the time that you need to be in a true church that's teaching the truth of the Word of God, that's teaching the truth about salvation. Because, folks, there's a deception that's coming on this world. We know that when that one world government is established and that Antichrist rises up, that the false prophet is going to be right there by his side and he's going to be leading people astray. We need to know that we are firmly in a true uh, Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Holy Spirit-filled church, and we're seeking God on a daily basis. Okay, so quickly, um, let's go to Annabelle. Quickly, we've got about two minutes here. Hello, Annabelle. Are you there, Annabelle? Yes, I Hi. am here. Got about Hi. a minute, Annabelle. How are you doing today? Uh, very good, very good, blessed. Mm-hmm. I just had a question about chemical warfare, wondering what that includes. And is that something that could be airborne and traveling in the air to other nations? Well, it could. It depends on how big maybe the weapon was. This weapon that they're saying it was, uh, they believe that it was a drone attack. Uh, They said that it hit a factory and that they saw smoke rising up and then people started having difficulty breathing and things like that. Now, there's been other cases where we've seen uh, mustard gas released in uh, Syria and places like that where uh, it's been a a bigger effect. Uh, But as far as being able to travel, I don't know how far something like that could travel. It would have to probably be a pretty big weapon and go way up in the atmosphere for it to travel or be maybe sprayed or uh, some way, you know, over the air to, to actually travel and affect people. Uh-huh. Well, I'm just curious. Thank you very much. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. And uh, so there's the music. We're coming up on the end of the program. I appreciate you uh, joining me today. I hope that uh, you were able to, to see what I was laying out there and you can begin to do your own investigation. Remember... Uh, to keep looking up because your redemption draweth nigh. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.